everyone and welcome back to the 16mm Phone Crew Podcast. I'm Cindy. I'm Jermaine, that's aka J.E. and the Giant Peach, I'm sorry. You want to try that again? <laughs> aka J in the Giant Peach. There we go. And I'm Dale. Ooh. <laughs> you were on a high <laughs> and then, you know, kind of fell off there. Um, you can... <laughs> you can watch us on YouTube, guys. You can actually listen to our podcast on YouTube, and we're very excited about it. You can like the videos, comment, please be nice, um, or at least constructive criticism, not hate, nice. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can support us on Anchor for bonus content. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, and Spotify at 16mm Film Crew Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at 16mm Crew Podcast and on Instagram at 16mm Crew. Okay. It's finally happened. We have finally reached the promised land. We watched Tenet. Oh, man. This was like a long time coming, but I'm so happy it's it's here now. (laughs) So... Tenet, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki, along with many other familiar faces from the Christopher Nolan universe. Um, let's jump in to our initial thoughts, and then obviously spoilers ahead. We're going to get into everything, so yeah. Shouldn't we give you know the, the plot synopsis first, since you, you got us about that? You can try. Okay. As brief as possible, the tenant is about a secret agent who embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War III. That was good. Okay. Big ups to Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I thought you did that yourself. You shouldn't have leaked your source. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, what do we think? Whoa! I feel like it's still a film that you're unraveling in your brain right now. Because this definitely is a film that you gotta watch more than once. And don't hate me for this, but I'm kind of thinking of the the Matrix here. When you watch the first Matrix, you don't really get what's going on, but then you watch it again and then you kind of get it. At least that's how I was because I was a child. But I'm I'm thinking Tenet is the same thing because in the regards that you don't get everything the first time. So you need to watch it again to pick up more stuff. But good luck in these COVID times because I ain't risking the theater again. <laughs> But there were a lot of great things in this movie. Um, I really feel like of all the things that were great about this, the editing was what stood out. So big up to the editor and his crew. Um, Just how he was able to mix the music in well with uh, the scenes and how they had their cues and sound effects and everything that just molded together to make this film very entertaining um on a whole though i feel like nolan's done better films um this one was in my opinion was the most difficult one to really kind of unravel and really understand out of all of his um movies because uh inception i kind of got that the first time and um, Memento, I, about halfway through the movie, I, I understood what was going on. I was like, oh, okay. And then this one right here, this one right here, it, even the end kind of got me. I was still kind of confused all the way up until the end. I don't know if that was the same for you guys, but that was kind of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think it was that hard to follow in a way. Um, there was there reached a point where I kind of was able to put that whole time circle loop together and understand. Um, I will say that um, Ludwig is probably coming for that you know throne of um that Hans Zimmer. Yeah, that Hans Zimmer thing. Like, 
Ludwig is putting. Wouldn't have known if they were two different people. If right, yeah. not <laughs> until the credits told you that. Right, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know that Travis Scott track worked a lot better than I thought it was gonna work because they played it like three times and you don't know it. Notice until the end of the movie that it was Travis Scott. Like, but yeah, no, this movie was amazing. Like Nolan went all out with his um physical effects. You know. In the if you've seen any of the behind the scenes work, you saw the amount of work that uh, John David put in, and as far as the stunt work, he was rehearsing scenes backwards and forwards, which I like. Being uh, Cindy talking about like why wouldn't he just you know have a double, do one half of the work and go up? But now that's not Nolan. Nolan's gonna put his actors through hell to get the perfect movie. Um, I will say Robert Pattinson and John David they make a good duo. Their interplay was perfect. Um, shouts about that. Yeah. Um, shouts out to what's what's his name? Um, Aaron Johnson, Aaron Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere as the Love commander, kind of reminded me of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um Tom Hardy in Inception. Like he kind of played that dual role in a way. Um, but yeah, wonderful, wonderful movie. Yo, Kenneth Braugh surprised me with that. You know, accent. I was not expecting it at all. His whole fake Russian accent, but it worked. I didn't expect to see Kenneth Braugh play that kind of aggressive mm-hmm. role. Shouts out because we're used to him seeing them like more Shakespearean and Artur type movies. For him to do this kind of movie and play a bad guy, I'm impressed. It's a weird, it's a strange jump from Gilroy Lockhart and Harry Potter to this guy in Inception. Like it's that Steve thought Ken Broadman give that man more roles, but yeah, I love I love this movie. I have no no problems with this movie at all. That was perfect all the way through. My only issue is the kind of you know depiction of the whole abuse that uh after Kenneth Broad's wife went through in the movie, played by Elizabeth um Dilbecki. I didn't I kind of didn't really vibe with that scene. I mean, I understand it kind of had to happen in a way, but still kind of like, you know. But yeah. Can I can I piggyback a little bit off of that, Dale? Yeah. Um, yeah, Robert Pattinson was really good. What John David, I mean you're really right. Their chemistry was so well good together. And I was really shocked because, to be honest, I haven't seen many of um, Robert Pattinson since Twilight. Um, <laughs> and uh, Twilight I was forced to watch, but um, he was good in The Lighthouse. I really liked him in The Lighthouse, but it was like black and white. So I feel like you missed some detail in his emoting, but this was like really good. Mm. I just want to give him props for that. So all them people who were doubting him in Batman think twice yeah yep. well I I do love this movie I think there were so many things that worked for this film for me it was kind of like a confusing masterpiece like it was visually so dynamic um, just the idea of playing around with time something that no one has always done but it's really been like this was like his Oh, I don't want to mess up the term. What is it called? I'm not going to say the word. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Magnum Opus. I was like, I don't want to say it and sound stupid if I don't say it right. Okay, yeah. It's like everything that he's been building in all of his other movies has been has culminated in this film, which is why I think it's probably the most confusing because he doesn't kind of hold back on any of that time stuff. Like, he really goes into it and he goes into it hard and... Yeah, you definitely got to see this movie more than once. Or, yeah, I mean, I've had to look at other videos and understanding all this other crap just to, like, get the fundamentals of what this movie is supposed to be. Which works for Nolan, but there's also an issue with that because I feel like it's not easily accessible for everyone if you can't really get what is happening like if it takes more than an hour for you to be like oh, okay i think i kind of got the bare bones of what this is supposed to be i don't know how accessible that is for everyone and i also feel like um i'm kind of skipping ahead in my notes but it's fine i feel like nolan prioritizes plot 
over character. Mm. So you'll get the full scope of what's happening in the movie. But in terms of who these people are, you don't really get any information about that. Um, I think you probably did a better job with this in like Memento or Interstellar or something like that. But for this film, it's like, who are you guys? Like, I don't eat like John David doesn't have a name. His he's the protagonist. Like, that's how disconnected we are from these characters. I think the only person who actually brought some heavy emotionality was like Elizabeth because she is like the heart of the film. And without her, I think the thing, I don't know if it would, I don't know if it would flow the way it needed to. Like her whole arc and her thing with Kenneth Branagh, I feel like that works well. But I'm saying like if that wasn't there, then I'm not sure. Because we don't, because I love John and Robert's dynamic. It was awesome. But you still don't know who they are. Like we don't know anything about them. <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> like that's, and we're supposed to be like, okay, let's go on this two hour and plus journey with you even though we don't really know you. Like, I think the closest I know about his personality is that he doesn't have money or something because they were making fun of him for wearing books for their suits. Like, that's the only character thing I got, like, some access point of, like, knowing his background. Everything else, I'm just, just like, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we have a Black lead in an amazing movie. That made me happy, but it was just, like, I just don't know you guy. So... That's one of the points that I wanted to make. Another thing is that the, that sound design, although amazing, um, it drowns out all the dialogue. So you can't understand what people are saying. And in a movie where there's a lot of scenes with exposition, you need to know what people are saying, right? Because one, we don't, we already, the plot's already confusing. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a simple, like, Harry met Sally and now they're together. Like, that's not what this is. <laughs> Y'all talking about time inversion. So we need to know what's happening and we need to hear it. And I feel like he's done that in a couple of movies where people just be mumbling through their lines. And we're, I'm just like, how am I supposed to get what you're doing, bro? Like, if I can't hear the actors, like, it's just, that's probably the most frustrating thing for me. I remember feeling that when I left the theater, I was just like, um, so what <laughs> what are you saying to me anyway but yeah that's another thing and i feel like even though this film is confusing i think he always has like a, a simple thread of what he's trying to say in all of these movies like interstellar obviously was about love like they made that clear right but i think this is about like working together and unity and i don't know friendship maybe because they were friends all along, but we didn't know that until the end. I don't know. But I think the unity part is something that he was trying to get together for us. And I feel like it was important during this time that we talk about unity. Um, and yeah. And then Travis Scott. Of course, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would have never imagined him being on this type of soundtrack. So the fact that he he did yo he's first of all he's getting his bag okay he is getting his bag and Proud I'm, not mad at it. I'm not mad at it like I'm supportive and it, and also oh the wardrobe in this movie was so good oh, yes it was clean suits were crispy okay I was like I've never seen this type of wardrobe in a Nolan film. Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough, but I have not seen them step it up the way they stepped that joint up. Like, what? Elizabeth the, fly, okay? The only movie that comes close as far as suits would probably be Inception and that's it. Oh, yeah. everybody was in the I said, oh, come on now. Y'all are doing something here. And I like it. <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I do agree with you with the whole this a bit parts of the sound design were iffy, especially mm-hmm. the scene where on they're on the boat in the water and they're speaking through headphones, and then, right. and then so the audio is like, like a typical radio audio, but then you have the sound design of the the waves crashing and the wind, and you kind of can't really hear the conversation because I think I only part I knew was are we going sailing or diving, and then. You know, then it jumps to them on the boat, and then he's talking about palladium. And then, only thing, other thing I remember is when his wife uh, pushes him off the boat, and she's like, "Oh, you can't sell a boat like this." And he's like, "Yes, we can if you have to." I don't. 
have no idea what was said between what happened those, in between. We don't know. those two things. Like, I know bits and pieces, but I don't know, like, for sure, for sure. Um, and that's important. I, I do think, though, I do agree with you, like, Nolan does keep um, consistent thread to his movies. I do think, to me, I think, because, you know, the title is Tenant, and usually Tenants are usually kind of like this religious connotation. I think the movie kind of more evolves around each individual character's tenants. Like, I guess for Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, it's his friendship or the friendship he's going to have with uh, the protagonist. The protagonist is more so his tenant is duty, you know, to like save the world and to protect and keep his promise to um, Elizabeth uh, or Kat, as the actor character's actual name is. And um, Kenneth Braugh's character, his tenant is to himself. And because he says, yeah, I know I'm about to die from cancer. So fuck it. I'm taking everybody else with me. That's his whole, you know, MO as a character. So yeah, this I don't know. This movie was amazing. I don't think I have to watch this like and what you said about uh his movies or movies you kinda of have to rewatch. I don't I don't feel that much about this movie. I don't I don't think I have to rewatch it. But I do think um he makes his movies not for like movie watchers per se. Like, oh, I'm just going to watch a movie. He m- makes them for people who love movies. Like with 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 Christopher Nolan's work, it's constantly dissected and discussed and talked about to ad nauseum. So I so and I think that's the magic of his work more so than other other director. Like his work is constantly always being talked about and discussed. Like even to this day, people talk about Inception. You know, people talk about Memento. You know. And I, I do believe that's, you know, where Nolan's magic lies, you know, as far as his movies. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. But I feel like, I guess it's what you look for when you go to see one of his films. I guess yeah. that's more of what it is. Because I feel like, so for me, I love the visuals. It yeah. is a visual feast. And I, I just ate until I was sick. Like, that's how amazing everything is. There's a, there's one shot where a building, you can see it, like, it's, like, reversing in time, but then it explodes. I mean, like, what? Who even, how do you, I don't even understand, right? But I also look for story. So mm. I want to know who these people are. I want to know what their connections are. I'm totally down with some mystery. I'm totally down with an anonymity. I'm down with things being ambiguous and we don't know everything i'm fine with that i just feel like so when you say story you also want yeah mm-hmm. yeah i say when you when you're talking about story you also want character backstory you're not you're not thinking about just a story as what you're dealing with in the moment you want why the character is this way and so on and so forth yeah because i feel like you can uh you can it's a it's a fine line of tiptoeing around okay maybe like this is a character caricature instead of an actual character like we're not we don't really get there anything right we just get okay they're on a mission and this is what they're gonna do Mm. i guess for him i think he deals with it in a good way and i i feel like there are certain movies that he does this in where it works Mm. So I feel like in Dunkirk, it works. You don't know anybody's name. You don't know any of these characters' life stories. It's about the event. And you go mm. for the event. And you understand that that's what you're there for, right? Um, in other films like Memento, like not even Inception, but there was another film that he did that was, I think Interstellar does that kind of well too. I feel like there are some movies where he actually you get something from, like, you get some more character traits, some character, like, depth, you know? And it's not just about the event. Um, I don't know if it... I don't... I feel like because the performances were great and because everyone's chemistry was great, it works. Had that not been the case, though, I feel like you might be missing some stuff. Like, he does that in The Prestige really well. He, you know, it's about these two people fighting against each other, two magicians. It's stupid, but like you buy it, right? Because you have all that character um, growth and that character arc. And this, I kind of feel like had these characters not worked together well, it would have been even more obvious that 
there was no real like like one person shouldn't be the entirety of the emotional scope of the film but like you know I feel like you can do both I don't feel like I feel like there's no reason why you can't do both so that's how I feel about it but if you're okay with just like I just want to see stuff blow up I just want to see some some confusingness some tomfoolery but it looks really good go for it I mean you're right it does kind of work for this movie more so than others I guess so yeah. again beautiful loved it <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a good movie I'm just saying like I wish that element was kind of brought in there mm-hmm. but the fight scenes were amazing like everyone, everything was really great I feel like he he really fine-tuned all the stuff that he's been working for or working towards his entire career and I'm sure this is probably the move that he's wanted to make for years now so the fact that he actually got to do it is dope it's true. I do see. I do see those elements from like Dunkirk, where it's multiple things happening at the same time, or you have it in um, was it uh, Memento, where you have flashing backwards and forwards when people are talking about their life experiences. So, and the whole thing of this weird kind of scientific kind of heist or robbery from Inception. So you have element. I think it's an evolution like even the visual style of it you can go goes back to dark knight those kind of um action elements as far as not just the fight scene but the um the practical effects and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think you are just probably as his magnum opus is yeah. a culmination of everything he's developed as a director yeah i love how he just like he puts out stuff and then you don't know what it's supposed to mean or why it's there. And then it comes back. He'll like do the same scene over again a couple of times. And I'm like, oh, I'm not mad at it. I didn't like the car chase though. I love the car chase. I didn't, I didn't like, like it because like here's the thing. It, John David says, oh, well, the protagonist says, we need a car that looks fast. We need a car that's fast, but doesn't look fast. And what does, um, what does Rob Passon get him? A BMW. What the hell? The man. That's why you're mad. <laughs> I'm mad at that. That doesn't make any sense. I want a fast car that doesn't look fast. All right, I'm going to get you a BMW. Like, come on, my guy. That's <laughs> absurd. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah. I love that Rob was speaking in his English accent, too. He always plays American roles. So it was, just, it was nice to hear his English. And we get a, a preview of him in some nice suits for Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, so, the, scarves, yeah. the scarves took me out I was like wear one more scarf I can't <laughs> I can't do the scarves yo Aaron Johnson you are you are jacked out of nowhere like the last movie we saw you in was what Avengers and now he's just swole he's up like, he's beautiful yeah. let me tell you something right now okay uh-uh. I've been watching these boys since I was like 12 obviously not John David because I know about him then but Rob and Aaron, like, I've grown up with these these actors. So to see them doing, like, this, like, a bigger thing and to see their careers just prospering, like, I'm just so, I'm so proud of the kids. Like, the little, my, my tiny sons just are just doing so well, and I'm very pleased. Okay? I'm very pleased. I do want to know, I have one concern about this movie. Were you, did you or did anybody else kind of hear a bit of Denzel and John David? Like the way he acted, the way he sounded, said some stuff. From scene one. From scene Whoa. one. From what scene are you guys one. hearing? I heard like I every like he when he would say okay or certain phrases he would say. I was like, that is dead Denzel. How in acting school and in theater did nobody go? Oh, this dude sounds like Denzel. I know he lying. It like how did you you didn't hear it at all? Really? No, I think oh maybe my gosh. no. His voice so different. I like, so when he was doing his 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 action set, um, his action scenes, that's when I saw Denzel. But when he was like, just talking, I did not hear it. So I like so I rewatched the movie today. In the beginning of the movie, where he's talking to that scientist lady, he's like, "I came to you to find out what we're doing." Something like that, and it sounds like dead, like Denzel, right. dead, like Denzel. I was like, come on. How how did nobody not hear this at all? How? 
come on, the opening scene when they tell him, wake up the American, and he does have face and, and cocks his gun back, that was yeah. like pure Denzel. Yeah. It took me I out of it right away. And I'm glad I'm not seeing it because that would have that would have taken me out of the movie. No, it didn't take me out. I enjoyed it because I mean I expected like everybody has hints of their parents. Like you're gonna copy no matter how hard you fight, you're gonna copy something of your parents. And after years of watching his watching his dad act, you know that diction and presence, some of that does rub off on you. I mean, he has a theater background like his mother, but that whole presence that Denzel somehow sometimes gets in movies. Like you see it in John David because you know you're gonna pick up on those things, and so I have no issues with it. I do think he's an amazing talent. Can't wait to do it. The rest of his career. I'm thinking it's more passing the torch because he's he's different. It's like he's similar but different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't see it all the time, but there are some parts that are just glaring obvious. Like that's that's your daddy. Equalizer three. Like father, like son. <laughs> Book it. Make it. <laughs> Book it. Let's go. I already pitched it to you guys. Let's go. I'm very excited to see where his career goes. Like he's he's like our next best and brightest. Like I'm very excited. <laughs> Jungle no. Fever too. <laughs> Who's it? Wow. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't feel like there's any need for us to try to get into the science of this movie, so let's just skip it. <laughs> I need I need him to teach a class on like quantum physics or whatever. I need that from no one. I will pay money to sit there and watch this man talk about time and That's and fine. all that stuff. Like I don't care. It looks like he know what he's talking about because he, he has a, it seems he has a deep a deep rooted interest in like how time and dreams and how the human mind works and how it's all like a giant web. I want to hear him just go talk about it. I thought I, I there's a video on YouTube of him talking about that's how to be YouTube and shit. But you would pay money to go see it, but you won't watch like a 15 minute video. I don't want a 15 minute I want a I want a full like Oxford like level lecture at little Georgia Tech or whatever where he's just going. And I don't even care. Yeah. Put him on a TED Talk and then put him on YouTube. There you go. People were like, you can definitely poke holes on the science. Like, none of it, a lot of it probably won't line up. I mean, I I was like, it's it's, probably right. I don't know. How would I know? How would I I know the difference? Like, (laughs) exactly. There there are going to be holes in the science, but it's more so when, you know what? People have an interest in something and you just let them go and just let them talk. Like, I just want to see him do that talking about time. I just want to see how far he's just going to go and just rant and hypothesize i just want to see how i just want to see his luck for it that's what i want to see i want to see that passion for it but yeah all right so, well <laughs> if you were confused by it, it's okay the actors had to read the script multiple times to understand the plot so you're not alone you're not alone yeah um all right so i honestly just go see the movie we can rate it though <laughs> I rated an eight and a half out of ten. Wow. I know you lying. Come correct. Okay, I give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you're lying. <laughs> Picked it up right away. <laughs> um I, I say that for the fact that some I feel like some people will love it and some people will not like it. Just because of the fact that they may have to go and see it twice. Some people out there are lazy. They don't they don't want to be challenged. They just want to see stuff blow up. But if you're coming to see Nolan, this is not that's not the type of movie you're going to see. It's going to make you think. He's going to make you work for it. And I truly appreciate that. That with the editing and the cinematography. That my favorite shot was with um, the protagonist and um, the the. Uh, the Becky, the the Becky, Mr. Becky. They were on uh, the mountaintop, and then you can see the mountains in the background, the ocean on the ground, and then them on the side of the cliff. That was That's like beautiful. the oh, most that overlooking. Shot. Yeah. Ooh, I was like, man, some people just got it all. So I give it a nine out of ten. 
me, you know, um, with me, I don't agree with you, Jermaine. You know, there have been so many amazing movies that have come out so far. You know, you've had, you know, Palm Springs with, you know, with Adam, Adam Sandberg. I mean, that was a perfect movie, right? <laughs> no, I got to give this, I, I got to give this like not a 9 out of 10. Perfect. Like, my, well, I would say more like a 9.8 out of 10. Like, the sound kind of iffy in certain points, but like the practical effects work, like Cindy said, where the building crumbles and reforms and explodes, like all at the same time, that's beautiful. Um, my favorite shot though is when um, Robert Pattinson and Johnny are walking through the vault with them suits on, cocking their guns. I was like, ooh, that that is so that is that is so James Bond man from Uncle. I love it. Um, but yeah, cinematography is perfect. It's, it's Nolan. It's, it's going to be perfect. You know, Ludwig came came out swinging with the sound score, mm-hmm. even though a bit of it sounded very much like that whole... Um, the sound score a bit reminded me of... Not the sound score, the um, sound, music composition reminded me a bit of Don Kirk in a way because you have that long horn going... Brrr. That's Nolan's kind of... <laughs> Product producer tag, like you hear it in Inception, you hear it in Don Kirk, and that, yeah, I'm kind of iffy on that being in every movie, so that's neither here nor there. But yeah, the movie 10 out of 10. If you watch it, if you can, if you're able to watch it more than once, watch it more than once, you'll love it. I'm probably gonna watch it for a third time again tomorrow, but you know, mm. yeah, three um, times in a week, man. Yeah. I I don't want to give this a number, so I'm going to give it a letter. For me, it's a strong A. Um, just because I don't know where I, which number I want to pick, so I'm giving it an A. Um, it's yeah, it's just it's just so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. That's film I've seen all year. I'll say that for sure. Um, is it my favorite Nolan film? No, I think my favorite is either. Memento or Dunkirk, I'm not sure. But one of them. Um, but yeah, some solid stuff, man, that they they really came with it. Like they really came with it on this film. Like they were like, nah, we're about to plan this hoe out carefully and we're gonna execute it perfectly. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> like they really like they were not messing around on this film and I love it. Everyone was given it. So mm. I I'm and also like who else gets thrown buckets of money to do an original idea? Like that's so rare in this industry right now. So the fact that Nolan is still doing that joint is like chef's kiss. He's really just he's brilliant. And he was like, Oh, you guys are doing a remake up and remake. Haha. That's funny. Guess what? I'm going to do a movie about time and it's going to be amazing. Like, <laughs> like you, also, you guys <laughs> and also like just going back to the movie for the first time since this lockdown pandemic craziness was really for me it was such a nice experience <laughs> like i was so happy i was like this is where i belong this is my home um skipping through the lobby he's there skipping and sticking and sticking i'm like what are you doing it's like i haven't been to the movie since so long and she's just there like a kid in the candy store <laughs> you don't realize how much you miss things until you can't do them anymore or you can't have access to them like i was extremely happy and oh they dropped a little dune teaser trailer i screamed and threw off my mask but i didn't do that i kept my mask you reserved yourself so yeah cool watch tenet definitely uh, quench the thirst of a good movie after this drought All up right. next is you know Snyder Cut hopefully that goes well next year but yay on to the news everybody so this has been a very heavy 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 week of news first up um, John Boyega um, was interviewed by GQ and in this interview um, he kind of talks about his struggles because you know post um attack attack the block star wars was this big cinematic you know movie um he talks about trying to exist on it in his own terms on uh, in an industry generally built toward white standards and norms 
he talks about it, he talks about little, little things, you know, the little micro uh, transgressions that really speak out to you. Um, he spoke out about like hiring a stylist once for press tours, and the stylist cringing at the clothes he liked. You know, um, he talked about having a hairdresser who had hairdresser who had no experience working with um black hair, but had to pretend to do it. Um, he also spoke out. He had harsh words for Disney as a you know, company as far as them and casting, he said they shouldn't create black characters and market them market them to be much more in the franchise than they are and have them pushed aside. This kind of goes back to the general fan reaction um to how he's marketed in Force Awakens as a lot of the marketing featuring marketing featured him as a with a lightsaber portraying him as a Jedi in a way. And for that not to be his character arc was really sad for a lot of fans me included because like one of two well actually three black jedis that we've seen on screen in some kind of platform um and he said it's not just for him but his other castmates um naomi aki her character for um rise of skywalker was supposed to be portrayed as this big thing and all she gets is hey you're a former stormtrooper and you might be lando's daughter um Kelly Marie Tran was kind of just wiped out from existence in the third movie. He even talks about Oscar Isaac's character, who his backstory in the last movie basically kind of turns to like a drug dealer running Spice, you know, in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, hopefully with him speaking out against this, Disney understands the role they play in the perception of black characters in their, in their content. And not in, it's not enough just to cast a black character, but you have to actually have the black character or characters of color mean something because he even says you knew what to do with Daisy and John's character, but everybody else was pushed to the wayside on the flip side of that, you know, another black actor dealing with issues from his production company is Ray Fisher and Warner brothers. Um, Ray has constantly spoke out about the issues he's had with WB, and especially his treatment on set from um, uh, the you know from Josh Whedon, to John John Berg, and Jeff Johns on the set of um, the original Justice League movie. Um, and he tweeted out after speaking about it, speaking out against Justice League, he received received a phone call from the president of DC Films where he attempted to throw Josh Whedon and John Berg under the bus in hopes that he would uh, ease off of Jeff Johns. The studio countered in defending um, Walter Hamada, who is the president of DC Films, and also said that um, Richard uh, Ray Fitcher isn't adequately cooperating with their investigation into what happened on the set and shooting. So, you know... To have two actors, their first big, big role be these tentpole franchise movies and have negative experience shows that Hollywood has a lot, a long, long way to go in portraying characters of color, not just on screen, but also behind the scenes better. Um, Funny enough, speaking about John, the same day his GQ interview went um, online, uh, they decided to release the Mandalorian release date. Um... So everybody's kind of questioning Disney. Did Disney know that his interview with was going to come out? And did they try to just try to sweep his concern under the rug by what better newer Star Wars news? Um, it's coming out October 30th for the Mandalorian season two. No trailer has been released yet. And also coinciding with that, uh, Gina Cargano, Gina Carano, who plays in the Mandalorian, um, she kind of went on a strange Twitter rant on coronavirus comparing it to impression uh, oppression and yeah it just yeah mm. that's all I can say about that one um on the Marvel side of things <laughs> uh well still Disney well, still Disney but on the Marvel side of things apparently Doctor Strange um, um Multiverse of Madness is set to start production by the end of this year so hopefully that goes well I, you know, they're aiming for a release date, I think, of June 2021, if I read that correctly. Um, and other news further down the line, um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago about the backlash um, uh, the movie Cuties has had on Netflix as far as their portrayal of these women, uh, especially these young girls in the movie. Um, it turns out the director has also been receiving death threats 
about the movie. <gasps> this this kind of goes on to show how when people don't understand stuff, how they, they kind of just go into left field and go crazy. Um, she's already all she from the day it started, she left Twitter. Like she's not on Twitter anymore. So yeah, we gotta learn that, you know. You can feel some way about somebody's art, but to give them death threats over it when it's it's really not her problem. It, the fault lied in Netflix's poor marketing of it, and they haven't really come out to admit they fucked up. Sorry for saying it, saying it, but they did, and they tried to sweep it under the rug by correcting the the plot summary of the movie on Netflix. But Netflix just needs to come out correctly and defend her, and also admit their wrongdoing because it's not a good look um, for creators at all. Um. So have so we all know about Matthew Cherry and his work uh, and his his um, movie about um. So it turns out that Nickelodeon had to pull the plug on a cartoon called Made by Maddie because apparently it looks like his short film. The characters in the movie feature a dad with dreads, just like in his short his animated short. The girl has a pink bow. The mother's hair is natural. They have a cat. There are a lot of similarities going on to it. Um, Nickelodeon says that this product, this project, was in a work, was in work from a year before, um, and it's a coincidence that they they look the same and kind of characters have dreads and stuff, and you know, very Afrocentric. That uh, Nickelodeon decided to pull the instead of as to avoid. So basically wiped their hands of this whole issue with a production company who was involved in making it. Um, on another Netflix tip, uh, Monique won her lawsuit against Netflix. A couple of years ago, Net, uh, Monique sued Netflix for issues of unfair payment um, because apparently other comedians at the time for the Netflix special were being paid more, an exorbitant amount more um, than what she got. Um, she won her case, so shouts out to Monique. She was right. Mm-hmm. The, the the court saw that she was right, and they paid her what she was owed. And while we're on the while we're talking about our pack, um, Batman production got put on hold because oh, Robert Pattinson apparently contracted the coronavirus. Oh. So why are you laughing? So <laughs> so I'm just. So production got put on pause while he, you know, bat deals with it. Um, and also not just him, but also The Rock and his family tested positive for it as well. And I think it was more shocking to him seeing as he has two um, basically young daughters, one an infant and one about six or uh, six or five. So, yeah, take this seriously because Tiffany had he, it. I don't think he, so. Yeah, and it wasn't just random people. It was family, friends, like he knew coming by. And so, yeah, like if you're going to visit family and friends, mask up still, you know, so. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, Batman production hits back on track and hopefully our Pattinson, Robert Pattinson and The Rock, they both their families are doing well. And that's it for the news. <sighs> A lot of Very informed, Dale. Thank you. A lot of things to think about. Okay. What have we been watching? I have not watched anything. I'm not going to lie. But I saw that the boys came back to Amazon. Yeah. So I'm definitely probably going to watch this after we're done. So, yeah. I think last season they released all the episodes at once, right? But they're not doing it that that way this no, season. No, they're, they're doing this season. They're releasing it. I think they're releasing an episode each Friday. Three episodes. So they released three episodes this past Friday. I've already started yeah. watching it. But they were going to release it like every Friday until yeah. it's done. Yeah. So I guess they're, they want to keep that web traffic up instead of having everybody just go on Amazon Prime for That's like smart. two That's days. Smart. That's smart. That's I think, smart. I think yeah. Netflix might need to adopt that model with their, their I think series. So. You know, um, me personally, I've other than watching Tenet for the upteen time, um, I watched a Studio Ghibli movie called Porco Rosto. It's about a it's about a World War One pilot who got cursed and turned into a pig. 
<laughs> who fights uh, pirates? It look, look. I love, I love Aizo, I love Aizo Mizaki. I love Studio Ghibli. Kiki's Delivery Service is one of my favorite movies of all time. I ain't gonna lie. So, but yeah, watch it. If you're gonna watch um, Poco Rosso, watch the Japanese dubbed version. Don't watch the dub because mm. I don't know who got who Disney got for that. Because this man cannot voice act like every single piece of dollar sounds the same. Mm. Like I'm a, I need to fly my plane. Hey girls, get like it was so deadpan. Don't watch it. Don't listen to the English version. Get the Japanese sub, and that's my movie tip of the week. <laughs> um. Okay. So I watched Jurassic Park, and I thought that I had seen it already, but I figured out as I watched the movie that I actually have not seen the entirety of the movie ever. So. Wow. It was not, I feel like I've watched scenes, but I've never watched the full thing. Or if I did, I don't remember it happening. Because I was, like, invested. I was like, oh, my God, the kids. I was screaming. I was like, it was, it was insane. That might be a perfect movie. Like, it might be a perfect movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I think you. It, it might be. I was scared. I was emotional i was it was just so how how it, it i don't i don't know master of well, suspense did it, that movie come out in 92 how have you not watched the movie all the way through i was born in 96 oh you're a baby oh so i don't remember <laughs> it's kind of like me well it's kind of like me and sound of music i never saw the whole sound of music all the way yeah, through. There's something that you're just not going to see if it's old like if it's older than you, if it's older than you are, like you know, you have to actively go out and search for those. How how do you how do you not want to you know how do you want to function in this industry and haven't seen Jurassic Park or haven't seen Sound of Music? I need better. I have you know. seen Jurassic Park. I just told you that I watched it. Well, <laughs> fine. I need Jermaine to watch Sound of Music. I've seen anyways, it. Anyways, <laughs> it was. It was perfect. Laura Dern is my queen, and she that just solidified how much she is my queen. The guy who was acting with her, though, he's kind of creepy. I don't know how I feel about him. Um, Sam Neill. Yeah, he looks. He looks a little sus. Like I don't know. He was touching them kids a little too much for my liking. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wasn't. I was not feeling that. But Steven Spielberg, oh, a genius. And obviously, I started watching The Boys. We'll do a review about it later when it's all done. But um, and I started watching this show on HBO Max called The Vow. That show is probably the most insane thing I've ever seen. It it it's a docu series. Just go watch it. Like if you, I can't even. I can't even. Ex- I can't even explain what it's about. Honestly, I I don't even want to say what I'm going to say. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that Jesus is important. Y'all need Jesus in your lives. Okay, that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is that um, our, 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 white, our white counter, um, our white um, friends, <laughs> y'all got to get it together because I don't know what y'all doing, but y'all need to figure it out. Like we, not, we, need to, we need to plot a course and we need to stay on that course and we need to be a little bit less naive as we um, journey in this life. That's... Go watch the vow. It's insane. Like that's all I gotta say. Is it about some like cults and stuff? I, I'm getting that vibe from what you're saying. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> just know that y'all, yeah. Just but it's so you're gonna be like you're gonna be upset, but you're also gonna be like, what? How is this still? How? It's like it's 20, 2020. Like what's going on? But yeah, I'm still on cool down mode from Midsummer Park. I'm good. It's not Midsummer, like it's not that. Okay. But it, Jesus, like Jesus, really is the answer. That's all I. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> he is the answer. Like if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But like when I tell you, when you believe in Christ, it makes it'll help you out in so many other ways. Like you won't be falling for any of this foolishness. Like that's all I gotta say. It's foolishness, foolishness shenanigans and tomfoolery and I don't walk with it like I just anyway go through the go through the show crazy but yeah that's it 
<laughs> that little confession gave me some life. I like that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I think Sam Neill is going to be in the next. I think he's supposed, his character is supposed to come back for the next. Oh, they're all back. For the they're all back? Yeah, Lord turns back to you. Okay, I knew I knew uh, Goldblum was gonna be back again. I knew I kind of I heard I knew Sam was. I didn't know Laura Dern was coming back either. That's cool. The whole gang's back together. Okay. Okay. I kind of gave up on the series after the first one, but now that you're saying they're all coming back, I'm talking about the, the Jurassic World series. Oh, that rebooted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they're coming back, I might have to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have some exciting coming down the pipe. September is a very exciting month. We're in it now, guys. We're in it. The drought's over, and we're back in the saddle, and it's gonna be great. It's only one movie. Relax. Let's let's not go to. <laughs> let's not go to. It's only one movie. Oh no! There's a bunch of really interesting stuff that's dropping on these streaming services. There's a movie called, um, uh, what is it called? Something. It's a Charlie Coffin movie. I forgot what it's called. Mm. It looks great, though. The Devil All the Time with Tom um, Collins and all of them that's coming out. And all these shows are coming out. The Emmys are happening. So there's stuff. There's stuff. There's a plethora of stuff. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking of well, endings. That's what it's called. Okay. What? It's called I'm think I'm thinking of ending things. That's the thing. Uh, mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Very. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, it looks good, right? Yeah. So. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, wear a mask. Stay safe. Make sure you vote and live long and prosper. Alright, fuck. <laughs> the sign on our